Previously on Almost Heroes. Uh, we just got down, just spoke with Joro. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, people start attacking, or I guess these big bladed armed monsters with some visage that we couldn't see, but Rangrim could. Fight, fight, fight. The Cosmo goes down. Just gets saved by Rangrim. Rangrim and Cosmo go down. Glenn drunkenly saves the day with Poe. Throws a kamikaze, kamikaze crow. Drags their bum ass out the out the way. Gets them behind a wall. As Glenn goes up to spectate, gets shanked by Rangrim's daughter. She blows up the wall. Rangrim saves his murderous daughter. Glenn tries to kill her again. And then Cosmo saves the day. Cosmo put a torch in the bag of holding full of explosives and yeeted it. You also, by essentially creating a micro uh, black hole inside of the mine, destroyed some of the structural integrity of it, and the mine was collapsing by the time that you were able to successfully get everyone out and see what's behind you. Yeah, so we can start off with episode 15, A New Day. are you doing in the wee hours of the morning? Uh, my usual morning routine, Glenn kind of gets out of the hot tub and uh, picks up his, his staff, or sorry, his double-bladed scimitar and kind of does a little little homage to Chandrel, lights the green flame blade, and the, the prayer so much isn't really like the connection. It's kind of just like a, he quickly says a, kind of this is for you, and then he just goes into this like flourishing trance and just until he gets his his workout in uh okay that's kind of how he wakes up every morning got an 18 on the dexterity for doing flippy things um so he's just really trying to like center himself for the day he just got his ass kicked for like eight hours so he's like mm -hmm. kind of mad he's he's angry dancing his his morning away um, yeah, so shortly into your uh, your kind of like daily routine, your morning routine where you're, you're praying to Chandrell, like uh, you hear that familiar booming voice uh, kind of appear. Uh, and I assume, do you do your trance with your eyes closed? I kind of, that's how I pictured it. But. Yeah, the well, the like the sleeping trance, uh, yes, but when he's doing like the flourishes as well, like to kind of like increase the difficulty, he would be doing that eyes closed. Okay. Um, so just like last time, as you're as you're kind of spinning uh, your double-bladed scimitar around, and uh, and doing this kind of like in this open room uh, of the Legends Guild, like down underneath in the Sanctum, uh, you feel your blade stop in midair again, and you hear uh, the voice, uh, "Good morning, Glynyaris. Oh, uh, oh, you look terrible. What happened to you?" Oh man, we uh we tied one on a little bit late last night. We, we we were celebrating, had one crippling of a hangover, and all of a sudden these big old beasts came up from from below. It was it was a thing. You should have been there. Were you, you might have been there. Were you there? I caught some. I did you try doing your couple assaults? Did that help? Ah uh, man, I don't think they understood what I was saying, but definitely okay, a good strategy. So it's uh it's kind of a uh, tactile depending on the situation thing I, I see i see it's very it's very it's very powerful um i did hear your prayer for you have a new adversary a new mark oh yeah you best believe i found uh she's a keeper but i mean the only thing i really want to keep is her head 
we uh we got something to go after my friend well if that's the case then i guess we better make you stronger and she pulls out um her own double blade scimitar it's all spectral like this this figure looks um she's semi-transparent semi-opaque but like this almost light blue and you see the the outline of her pull out uh a similar weapon to what you're wielding off of her back and she swings it and kind of holds it against your double-bladed scimitar and uh you spend the rest of your morning uh doing your your prayer and your normal uh fighting movements but you are practicing directly with Shendrell. Right. uh he would absolutely be going for the kill on like every strike too like he is not pulling any punches he's real upset uh yeah roll a um roll an acrobatics or an attack whichever hey roll an attack roll that's totally fine let's do that uh natural 19 uh 26 okay so with that that's that's great so you um you're going you're kind of trading blows and like it seems like you can connect she can be uh i guess she can kind of manifest herself in different forms. So like sometimes you can see that the blade will connect, but it also kind of seems like it, it kind of sinks in from time to time. And it's like, you can tell that it's not like a physical tangible weapon. Like if you were to grab this thing, you probably couldn't. But um, she can kind of manifest herself. And so as you're fighting, you're like, you you trading blows and going back and forth and she's kind of getting close to getting you. And, and then you kind of like, your aggression is just coming out and you're able to swing it through and kind of like, with enough force that it cuts through kind of her, the blade and her, but it doesn't, it just kind of cuts straight through. And uh, she just like, her whatever her manifestation she was doing wasn't strong enough to hold that back. And uh, Glenaris, you are, this, this being has gotten to you. This, uh, your anger is not to uh, get too Jedi with this, but it's powerful, your, your anger. I don't, I don't know who these Jedi are. It must be uh, something back in your world. I, I think I saw a play back in the day about it. Um, we can work with this. And she disappears. Oh, I hope you're right, Shandrell. And he uh, kind of gets down to his, his knees and puts out the rest of his, like, kind of the little homage that he puts out to her, a little, like, candle that he burns and kind of picks it all up and heads over to uh, to the magic library. Awesome. Uh, is there anything in particular that you're looking for over there in the like in the wee hours while you before everyone wakes up? Uh, I would be looking to basically, if I still have time, basically study, um, keep searching for what this face might be like the red, the upside down red hand. What this might be related to. Um, see if I can find anything about it, and namely that mask that I have. I'd want to like be studying the mask with right next to it kind of thing just trying to hunt yeah. it down yeah um roll me a i believe uh arcana check or a history check depending if you're looking for more information on this mask do an arcana check if you're looking for more information about the symbol do a history check okay uh it was a six so a nine total on arcana so i'm just kind of like okay. trying to figure out what's going on with this mask uh yeah so i i think that though you have some knowledge of the arcane kind of the arcane natures of, of things like you can tell that obviously there is magic imbued into this mask um and what you're kind of noticing is that um from like the structure of this thing it seems like it was almost like a different mask before something else the way that it's it's made and it's almost been carved 
out to be this thing. And the, the it's like roughly done. It's not very, this was not like forged and created by something skilled with their hands. This thing is very roughly done. And uh, that's that's kind of what you're getting. And like the, the stain or whatever is making it this red color, like as you're kind of holding it, it's kind of like coming off on your hands. Like, but it's, it's this kind of rough wooden, uh, mask that is you know is just kind of uh you can tell it has some sort of magical properties but that's pretty much all you can tell you you can't tell what actually with that with that arcana check like you can't tell what it's actually imbued with okay cool. um yeah so then i guess at this point uh rangram cosmo uh do either of you want to take kind of like let me know what you are doing in the early hours of the morning or kind of like what your night entailed with um, after uh, waking up from his rest, after uh, taking that um, the goggles that I had for the sunlight sensitivity, Rangram broke them in half, so now I have like a monocle of sunlight sensitivity. <laughs> um, he's gonna. T I'm taking the other half of it, and I'm using my. I believe it's the either the blessing of the forge, or either one. It's the one that lets me make something. The feature that I can make something as long as I have the materials. Mm -hmm. uh, it's my artisan's blessing. It's my channel divinity, and I'm going to use my artisan's blessing. And Rangram is going to take that raw iron, and basically melt it down into a metal eye patch, like dope Thor Ragnarok eye patch, and uh, nail it into his face because I assume that's the only way that they stick there. <laughs> in that way. Um. Yeah. yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of keep leaving a mystery for how it actually attaches to your skin, but um, I, I think that I think that you're able to make a pretty dope eye patch. Does it have anything on it? Like, is there any kind of symbology on it? There's a symbol on it, which is like sort of his like family's crest. Um, I'll have to get back to you on the specifics, but it's two Durgar runes that are overlaid on each other. One is a symbol of uh, fire, and another is a symbol of blood, which is kind of his family's code, blood and fire. Cool. Which would just be on the front of the thing, which is also what he shouted when he cut his eye out. Right, which is, a, yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. Are you fixing the mono or like the monocle in any way, shape, or form so that it better, like it can stay on your face? Like, are you doing like a, a band that kind of goes around or anything of that sort? Well, yeah, he's adjusted like the strap that was on the back. So now he can kind of put that on and he That's just sick. looks like wicked mad scientist now with the eye patch and one monocle. Oh, looks, that's fucking sick. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> We need to get so that's, this is why we need fan art because <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we didn't get it drawn before because this this version of Frangrim is fucking is absolutely my steez. And the only other thing he would be doing is is now he's his mornings are a little bit different. It's not as good as Cosmos might be, but Rangram's a little less unkempt than normal. He's got like a poor attempt at like combing and braiding his beard at this point and it looks like he might have cleaned his clothes or washed his face okay a poor attempt <laughs> but you notice it was an attempt okay all right so it's like haggard getting ready for uh, a date <laughs> right on the money right on the money like you come out and you're like everyone's like is that fucking what is that smell what is that he put on <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, 
I think my only question for you is I know that you used to do kind of like a ritual in the morning. Uh, is that still something that you're doing? Like the, um, normally I would do that to put the, um, I can put my, that's my blessing of the forge that I can give plus one to something. Mm -hmm. So he normally observes some sort of like ritual in the morning to Mordren, but it's more of to recognize his family. And today making that eye patch was sort of that same thing. It was the same vibe and he's muttering his same, like, not so much prayers as they are just like, uh, family sayings or codes and words words that he was taught by his grandfather as he's doing this which he would normally do when giving the blessing to his shield or his weapon but he hasn't i haven't done that today okay um okay so as you're doing that um this is you, you something different is you have a different feeling uh this morning and it's it's you essentially like you're, whenever you're casting um, these spells, you get like this dull throb in your hand in that symbol, and it's kind of like it's it's faintly turning that like burning orange color again. It's not, and it's kind of like just like this dull throb, and it, it, that's kind of like building to a crescendo as you're casting, and then you kind of just get like this sharp pain in your head, and as that as you kind of close your eyes, you just see for a flash that orange and green eye that you saw in your dream and just like he's there for a second and then your and then your headache goes away and your hand is still has that dull throbbing um and everything works your casting works um but that's kind of like you're haunted by that while you're uh doing your your normal prayer and doing these spells sick not ominous in the least bit <laughs> um yeah cosmo how was your morning Cosmo's morning is uh, good. Um, I th he would kind of, as he kind of wakes up, you know, he would, um, it was the first time he's worn his father's armor since he passed. And um, he kind of has this hesitancy to put it back on, mm -hmm. um, but uh, realizes that it's something that he carries. He... He felt some form of power go out in his in his battle with Sigrid. Um when when he called out to whatever and um and he would actually kind of be be found polishing his armor again as he kind of uh in a ceremonial kind of way just putting it on. Mm -hmm. Um and just reprocessing how big of a day it was for him yesterday. He somehow became the head of the Boulder Fist Mining Company to, by the end of the day, have it collapse on him. Um, and really seeing all of his friend's life at risk. And um, it, 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 he just is processing through so much. Um, and so it, it's kind of a slower kind of putting on of it and um and just kind of like un uncertain of what's before him but just being willing to to stand up for it so uh, i suppose glenn, he would walk out and walk walk out and see glenn right <laughs> yeah yeah um glenn what do they uh, what do they find you doing when when they come out like because you've been up for a couple hours at this point yeah i mean i, I imagine he'd be finishing up uh 
like the studies and just kind of getting nowhere with it sort of frustrated and just like ah damn it not again i just can't fucking it takes the mask and just throws it across the room and it's like really out of place to see glenn just showing emotion at all and glenn walks up to the guys like hey boys uh hell of a day yesterday huh that's one way of fucking putting it bye yeah for sure Brangram, it looks like you like got back in the hot tub are you like moist right now why are you you look a little damp. Are you? You feel always okay? look like this. Ah, uh, okay. Well, must have been a an illusion. You know, still working off that hangover from yesterday. And uh, kind of approach, I guess, like the dining table, and just like take a seat and just kind of like hang my head. Boys, we uh, I think we need to make some decisions about what just happened yesterday. I more in my life changed and uh I think since the day he died and uh it's been a lot. Yeah, um I'd say we got some things to talk about. Um Glenn, did something really bad and traumatic happen to you yesterday? Cause I think me and uh Cosmo got some things we gotta sort out. Uh, um no, it was, a, it was a pretty mellow day. There's this little bug. When I turn around, there's a bunch of bugs. And then there's a couple explosions. There's, there's like some spotty parts. I wasn't 100% yesterday. <laughs> Rager just starts laughing and walks over to Glenn, pats him on the shoulder, and would leans over and touches his scimitar. Uh, scimitar and I use my blessing of the forge to give that plus one for the rest of the day it seems like you need all the help you can get these days <laughs> and i i couldn't couldn't agree more uh, um so are, are you guys still downstairs i know you mentioned the table are you still downstairs or are you upstairs at this point uh wherever there's a large table we can sit at I'm sure there's a small or small table downstairs, but then the main like banquet hall table would be upstairs. Uh, oh, right. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, hall. kind of heading up upwards. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're making our way into town. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, so yeah, as so you're, that anyways, as you're kind of sitting at that, um, or like kind of while that conversation's going on, um, you hear a couple footsteps of. Uh, and then you hear kind of hammering on the outside of the, like just outside the front door. Um, Seemed like it's on the building. On the building. Yeah. Okay. It's like someone like short wraps with, uh, with something metal uh, and then a little pause and then another couple wraps. Um, and uh, do you go outside to confront it or do you just kind of let it, let it be? Ringroom yells, come in already. <laughs> um, Glenn looks over to, Rang. It was like, uh, I think that's the mail. Uh, fuck is mail? Glenn just like begrudgingly stands up and walks over and just like opens the door, reaches out, rips off the sign, closes the door, and turns around. <laughs> uh, as you yeah, as you do that, you see uh, two uh, very kind of uh, surprised guards. Uh, it's it's not Gary and Greg. It's one of the it's some of the other ones, but uh, they Jeff. just. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim and Jeff are there. Uh, and Tim and Eric are outside. And um, Kyle and Chad. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, so you have these, uh, essentially these two very familiar looking bounty notices or, or essentially like quest flyers, uh, mission, mission starters, uh, in your hand. I read them. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're kind of vague. Um, this is as vague Perfect. as the original, as re- vague as the original one was the, you know, Hey, there's these, this situation going on in this place. Um, but the first one is uh, that there are reports of disappearances near East Springs uh, to the east. Um, if you roll, if you want to roll history, t- I'll, I'll say the second one. But if you want to roll history checks on any of these things afterwards, just roll history for me. Yeah. Um, and then there's been reports of pirate activity uh, to the west, off of the uh, kind of in the Shattered Islands region. And how much is the bounty? Um, they, it just says that they have to be, uh, you have to contact the, uh, there's different contacts for uh, each place and that essentially like you'll have to discuss it with them on, uh, when you get there. I would absolutely want to do a history check on the, was it the East Springs? Sorry, I missed the name of it. Wanna, East Springs. I want to bounce over to the map just cause I want to see it personally. Yeah, for sure. Same piece. Um, I just want to, and honestly, that's kind of what I would be, what Glenn would be trying to do is remember how far the East Springs are. East Springs is location seven Seven. on the map. It's just going to, it's going to be to the East. Um, What did you roll for your history check? Uh, Seven. Seven. Okay. uh, East Springs, you know that that it has something to do. There's some sort of... um, combination between the water that's there and the ebon ridge the volcanoes and that there's Mm. some sort of volcanic activity that goes on with that water there and that makes it a unique water feature and that uh it's it's often obscured by mist uh due to Mm. the like lava flow that goes into the water um it's also like huge the ebon the ebon ridge area is all known for its um its ores and it's like uh it's forging is is known in that area for that uh, but East Springs is the water feature that essentially active lava flows down into. That sounds really cool. Glenn wants to go there. Well, actually, no. Brian wants to go there. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, and then the the Shattered Isles, I'll just give you this. The Shattered Isles are, are, are off to the left, and there's a lot of uh, trading and... Um, essentially shipping up and down the coast there's a huge there's a large hub there that essentially there's a a couple different islands that are all play home to essentially different trading companies that uh there seems to be some sort of pirate activity going on there and who are we supposed to talk to is it like go reach out to the imperial guards or is it like there's a contact in each town like on the bounties where does it say to go to find Um, out prices that kind of stuff get more info so for east springs there's no name uh it just it just says to uh inquire in east springs um you assume that it's probably a smaller town uh and the uh actually that sounds like a trap (laughs) hey there's disappearances come check it out (laughs) um money uh captain combs is the uh, the one to inquire with in the Shattered Isles? Uh, after like reading this, kind of relaying this, everybody, Glenn goes. So, uh, boys, looks like we got a couple options to maybe get our minds off of what the hell happened down below. But uh, 
can either go to this mysteriously marked springs where I've heard it's uh it's absolutely breathtaking. Might have might have passed through once or twice in a, another life, but don't really know who we're meeting there. And then the other side is pirates. I met pirates once. I don't ever recommend it again. So I'm gonna lean towards you know the spooky disappearances, but you know we are a tiny itty bitty democracy. I'm uh, I'm happy to leave this conversation open. I personally don't care where we go, but I'd um, I think I'd like to leave this particular town for a moment. Well, see, as we've just now uh, brought up an entire group of refugees up in the tin town, we might want to make sure that they're well looked after before we go running off gallivanting across the core. I I think that's a. a- fantastic thing for you to take on i uh lost my one friend down there and uh i'm gonna go ahead and take care of some other business while you sort that one out right well uh you know i'll be glad to handle that i suppose but uh what about this uh we haven't seen luther in quite some time we should you know but what about uh now, what I think it, it's been about three days, I think, at this point. Right. And uh, what was it? There was that... Are we... I would uh, kind of lower my voice. He, he would just... There was that... There was that thing that you was talking through to somebody. Right? Yeah, my my chatty little pocket buddy. Yeah, he was been... Uh, he's been quiet lately, but I think that might be because Luther's up with him. Can't really talk to us if Luther's the tattered hand, now can he? Right, well, I mean, I don't know. Rather than chasing gold, we might want to find out if the person we serve under is some lord. I reckon. I think, uh... Tatted lord, red hand, I shit in Luther's bed. I'm gonna go see Madge, and I'll meet you on the manic <laughs> once you get this sorted. <laughs> I knew I smelled something this morning. I, uh, I I don't know what to tell you there, Cosmo. We can uh, we can get it looked at, but I'm I'm not necessarily convinced that other people in this town might not be a part of it as well. Also, I don't know if this is even on the up and up. The person can't even tell me their name. Right, it, it could be a ploy of some kind to bait us into another trap, try and kill us off. That's what I would oh, don't do. Don't get baited. Don't get baited. Yep. Well, I tell you what. I need to check in with the refugees in Chesk, ensure that they're well taken care of, and uh, we can run across somewhere to some spring if you like. Sounds like a a nice little outing. And Clint uh, walk back down, back downstairs, just enough to collect the mask and then follow Rangram out. Rangram's already gone. Right after he said that, he <laughs> he left, and he did go directly to Madge, and then he is going to go directly to the Matic. Awesome. Um, is there anything you wanted to do with Madge in particular, or are you just going to go kind of hang out with the Matic? It was mostly just to go to Madge, uh, thank her for her friendship, etc., let her know that he's leaving town again for a while, and doesn't know if and when it, he'll be back. Okay. Sort of thing, and then 
basically just pack up any of his belongings that are necessary, which there's nothing of particular value, and then go to the Matic. Yeah, she's probably still sleeping um, at this point in time. So like you're able to kind of go in, um, you know, hear the the loud uh, snores of uh, <laughs> her uh, Madge's snores and uh, you're able to write her a note and uh, leave it in a pretty prominent place uh, by the forge and then collect up your belongings and head over to the Matic. Yep. Is Tom serving right now or is that like too early? I don't know what the... Oh, Tom's always serving. Tom, Tom, Tom lives there. So, uh, are you uh, are you looking to get anything in particular? Nope, he's just sitting down at their usual table, the sketchy one off in the corner, and just having a meet and just kind of sitting there smoking boot cigarettes, <laughs> waiting for them to figure out their thing. Uh, yeah, Tom. Uh, Tom absolutely kind of uh, see. It's it's pretty empty. I mean, it's. it's it's either the people there from the night before still or and so there's people passed out on uh, the tables and whatnot but it's it's relatively empty so uh you have the tables yourself you're able to grab it easily and uh tom brings you over uh an ale and it just kind of pats you on the back doesn't really say anything and uh just leaves you to your uh leaves you to yourself you can tell that you're uh not really looking for a conversation this morning mm, he appreciates subtle nod and just throws a coin on the table as he's walking past one gold piece but tom <laughs> uh tom tom just kind of waves his hand uh and uh, uh, like waves it away and kind of pushes it back towards you and then uh goes walks back over by the bar um well uh i guess if then uh cosmo would likely probably just accompany glenn along his uh journey wherever he's headed um where are you going glenn uh glenn needs to go see his boy pops nice needs to stop in uh yeah awesome. i don't know if you, i don't know if you want to rp this one or just want me to tell you why i'm there I do. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, figure please. you want to do that voice. <laughs> yeah. Please, please do tell me. Uh, yeah. What, what are you, uh, what are you looking for? Kind of like, I guess as you're, uh, I mean, would this be something you would be telling Cosmo or like communicating sure. to him as you're walking over there? So maybe. Yeah, as sure. So we're walking over, just kind of look over to, to Cosmo and say, sorry, I'm uh, a little testy today. It's, it's not often something gets under my skin, but Rangram's daughter, she's, she's bested me twice and, I don't do kindly to lose and challenge just once, let alone two times. I don't have this uh, this clean conscience about what's going on. So we need to kind of prep ourselves for these next steps. I need to make a quick stop over at uh, Pop's place. All right. Mind tag along with me? I'll tag along. Uh, I reckon it's it's hard to lose and uh, feel bested. It uh, we'll we'll find it. Oh, you bet! You you bet your uh, sweet little dwarf ass we will. We're gonna we're gonna find her. And we're gonna go ahead and take care of that situation, whether or not you know Rangram's a part of it. It'll be it'll be handled sooner rather than later. But uh, while we're in the shop, I, I saw last time you might have broke a couple figurines. Can we just hands to ourselves or hands by our side while we're in the store? Pops is a really small, delicate person. He makes very delicate things, and start knocking on the door. Uh, hello? Hello? Pops, it's me. Let me in. 
Who is it? it it's probably your only customer in town. Uh, oh, oh, Glenn. Yeah, yeah. One second, and he, he got you. The you hear like all the mechanical things start whirring, and the doors kind of and start opening up, and the same kind of like that bright light, like uh, incandescent light that's kind of uh, shining off all of the like brass items inside this space. Uh, you're you're welcomed by that, and then also like the normal heat that's in this place from just the fires that are going all over. Come come in. I um actually I have um I actually have one. I'm really excited you're here. I we had that thing that you wanted me to make, and I, I made it, and it's awesome. And then I also I have something I want to give you. I ha- I have something. I just I, it's perfect. I I have to give it to you. Well, uh, I would love to see what you made me first. That that commission piece, I'm sure, was a uh, a small feat. Would love to see it in action. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not too small. It's it's kind of. I could I try I made it as small as I could, but the uh the, just the way the bellows work, I so and he like pulls out this um this thing that's like a roughly one foot by one foot and it's this like it's inside of this kind of brass cage, but it's these essentially this like powered bellows that look like they kind of collapse in on themselves and then on the bottom it seems like you can fill it with coal to essentially enlight it to essentially like power these bellows um, that will pump air out of the top uh, in, in kind of like a one foot uh, space. And um, he, yeah, so they, they'll only run by, for about 24 hours without having to be refilled. So it's, it's kind of a pain, but um, if you have any way to imbue it with some sort of spell that, that you could do that as well, it essentially just runs on heat. So if you can just give it power with heat, uh, and you keep it running off coal or something else like that. You can have it running for as long as you need it. I don't know what you want this for still, but I I assume that it's it should work for it. Uh, thank you so much. It's perfect. I I really love the uh, the craftsmanship, the attention to detail, the the auto billing auto billing features. That's that's nice. How much uh, how much do I owe you for this this fine little contraption? Um. Well. I, I don't suppose I know that you, you we talked about this before, but I, I don't suppose you have any uh, you've come across any things that I could use in my work, have you? Uh, I believe you're looking for gems, maybe. That I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, diamonds, sapphires, things of that. Like those are perfect for for so many different kinds of uh, experiments and, and cutting implements. They're absolutely exactly right. I you know it, it, they're hard to come by. I, I can't imagine that you're able to find one, but. That, I mean, I can always take gold, but it, that would be preferable. But Well, uh, I've got good news for you, but um, I think I might have left it in my other pants. What was this, this other item that you, you had for me? Just want to check this out real quick because I, I got some stuff that you might be interested in well. I know that you love tinkering with things, and I think that this – this is one of the something I've been working on. And I've been trying to keep it hidden whenever you've been over here, but I'm really happy with how it came out. And I just this is my thank you for you know the little improvements you've been able to help me with and around the shop. And just uh, anyway, so he like kind of digs. Uh, he like kind of turns around and like digs in one of his pockets, and he pulls out this thing that looks like a small insect. It's like a small bug, uh, and it's about three inches long and it's made out of solid brass it does a, a number of things essentially but it's a it's a, co- a clockwork earwig 
this, it, now this, this thing could do a lot. Um, I, I couldn't decide what I wanted it to do, and you might even be able to make some improvements on its abilities as well. But um, by tapping on it in different ways, it can do different things. Uh, one tap gives you, uh, helps you with per, to be able to perceive things you couldn't see otherwise. It can also it can go places and hear things for you. It can be used as an earpiece. It can hang out on your ear. It, it's just kind of like your little clockwork buddy. And I, that's I, I just I, I figured it was uh, it was a good fit. Well, uh, hell, Pops, this took a real dark day and made it much brighter. And I just kind of like put it on like the top of my ear, like one of those like little looping earrings over the top, yeah. and just kind of like holds on. I'm guessing. Yep. So as you do that and you kind of te- give it like the one tap as you're putting it up there, uh, you, it's almost like sound around you is amplified. Uh, everything is like, and so while you're wearing it and you have it in that mode, um, it will have, it'll essentially, you'll have advantage on perception checks. Oh, height. Pops. Well, it's, seems like it, it's a good fit. Yeah. It's been incredibly thoughtful. I, I, I think it matched the aesthetic too. Cosmo, what do, what do you think of the look? You, you look, it, you can't even tell what's there. It looks great. <laughs> It was just like a cockroach on the side of his ear. It, it, yeah, it kind of, I mean, it kind of curls around. Um, it kind of curls around a little bit, and it's like it's almost like the mouth of it is like whispering into his ear. But essentially, it's like a like a some like it's a headset, a bug. like a Bluetooth yeah. bug. It, it's like a hearing aid, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like the around the ear hearing aid. So. Well, Cosmo, I appreciate that. That's just the the crafts and work of Pops really does a lot. Well, uh, Pops got a. A couple items I want you to take a look at, see if you can kind of figure out what they do. Um, and let me go grab that that sapphire that I had. Actually, I found one. So while you're taking a look at these, Cosmo and I are going to run, make a quick stop and uh, pick that up for you. And I leave him with the mask, the ring that I got from the fire where what's his face's body was burned which we haven't talked about yet um mm-hmm. essentially like you found an item when you were up by the pyre where they had burned Brongren, uh boulder fist and you found a ring in essentially the ashes um of that pyre uh that you have you have no idea what it does and then the last item i put down and i like with great reverence like set it down i look him look him in the eyes and say you cannot tell anybody I gave this to you. We did not have this conversation. But let me go get you your sapphire. And I'd like pass over the disc with all the engravings on the bottom that was in like the bottom of Luther's chest. Oh shit. And okay. I like kind of like put my arm around Cosmo, like, hey, let's uh, let's go grab that sapphire real quick. Right, right, let's go. See you, Pops. Oh, as I'm walking out, I run back real quick. I'm like, oh, I almost forgot. And I pick up the billowing device and I walk towards <laughs> Luther's cool. Legends. I looked at Cosmo um, and was like, uh, I, I hope our boy Rangrim's okay. He, uh, he looked like he was going through one almost immediately. I feel like the hangover would have been a welcome welcome pain compared to what he's been going through. Why? It's been a lot of uh, surfacing things that have he's been trying to hide for quite some time. Or maybe trying to find and didn't find what he thought he was looking for. That's a That's a scary thought, isn't it? Spend all this time trying to track something down, and when you get there, it's not what you thought. Right. Yep. I couldn't imagine. Well, enough of this feeling nonsense. What do you need to take care of? Can you go see Chesk? Uh, right. We just need to check in with Chesk, and uh, or leave town. And is this uh, 
is this an official business thing? You want like your squad there with you, or is this you solo private uh, meeting? No, you you can come along. I've I'll handle the talking. I uh, I know how I'll uh, handle this. You want me looking big and intimidating in the back? Uh, should I get my Should I get my flowy shirt? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can keep the dress on. That's just fine. All right. <laughs> Tuck my arms and look menacing. In all white and gold. <laughs> oh god! I think, uh, uh, I'm like trying to like puff up and look as scary as possible. Like, think we need to get Rangrim for this one, or are we gonna just wait until he's nice and drunk before we try talking to him again? Uh, well, let's just give him some time, and we'll we'll catch up with him once we're done. Sounds good. Um, so we would be headed, uh. Basically from Pops, which is what the reliquary. No, his the Crackle Pops. Crackle, Crackle Pops. Pops, right? Great. Um, headed over to the tent that they erected for the refugees. Um, okay. Uh, honestly, looking for Chesk, uh, but also just to see how they're doing. Yeah. So um, as you go head over there, uh, you can see that there are uh, kind of a smattering of imperial soldiers and boulder fist like militia guards that are just kind of standing around the area um, that these tents have been elected erected in, and then also like some of the buildings that like are housing temporarily uh, mm. these these refugees. Um, but you, one thing that is in, like conspicuous is that you don't see any refugees. Um, they are not like out. Uh, they mm. seem to be uh, all. If they are there, they're all inside their their shelters at this time. Right. Um, and it probably doesn't surprise you due to the fact that they mm. uh, have extremely sensitive vision. To, right. To, to daylight. Yeah. And most of them have never been to the surface. Yeah. Um. Okay. You don't see Chesk though, but um, if you actually want to roll me a perception check real quick, sure. Um, we can get that figured out. Put that earpiece to the test. I was gonna say, wow, I rolled a ten and an eleven. Uh, but I'm like plus eight, just percent, plus six percent, so seventeen is mine. Okay. Uh, mine's a fourteen. Okay. Um. So. Cosmo, you uh, when you go over there, you you obviously don't see Chesk um, right. and Glenn. You catch it first. Um, you kind of like hear out of out of uh, that new enhanced earpiece that uh, you hear kind of some raised voices and just movement around the Boulder Fist compound, uh, kind of, and you can see that there are a number of guards uh, or. A, yeah, Boulderfist guards that are, are talking to, like, Chesk. And you can kind of see, like, an outline. You can see his, like, bulkier armor kind of shining in the sun, and that's how you can tell it. it's it's Chesk. Uh, but aside from that, like, it just looks like they are... Uh, and he's kind of, like, you can see him them pointing, uh, him pointing and, like, having them go, and then some some guards go run off and go do something. And then he, he just kind of seems like he's uh, walking, uh, kind of walking back and forth pacing, like he's frustrated about something. Okay, so it seems a little, little on edge. Uh, I look over to Cosmo and kind of like, well, actually, it, one quick question: Do I see those gnome people that we saved earlier—the little kid and the father? Will we see them, or kind of know which tent they ended up in, or is that is it um, they all the same? Cosmo stayed until everyone was situated, so 
I'll say that Cosmo would know which, I remember that was like particular a thing you stayed until the very end. Mm-hmm. So I'll say that you do know that there is like this one smaller tent off to the side uh, that you saw, um, which his name is, uh, the father's name was Zagu, and then the, the son uh, or the, 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 the young, and these are gray, uh, gray gnomes, deep gnomes. Um, and well, I guess, I don't know if they're gray. I think anyway, they're deep gnomes, uh, but Zagu and then the, the child's name was Peter. Peter and Zagu. It's a, a very surface, surfaceized version of. <laughs> well, it has like fourteen E's in it, and then like a, a, Pieter. Yeah, Pieter. Pieter. Um, we it's it's okay. got a really long name. We just simplify it. Yeah, it's got like yeah. fourteen umlauts. That's his. That's his uh, surface name. Is Peter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly silenced silenced l um kind of like nudges cosmo and like nods his head uh i don't know if you can tell but he looks a little a little worse for wear like we might today might uh might want to approach this one slowly and i just kind of like wait for him to take the lead and i just uh cosmo would just say well let's let's go up to see him first and we'll we'll come back for the refugees they they look like they're in their tents anyways it, the sun is not good for him let's uh let's go check in with chess first um either way my friend right so we would uh just kind of walk up to the top of the just compound kinda, yep just kind of conspicuously just kind of walking up there and he chess is just kind of like there's there's no other guards around him right now. He's just kind of walking back and forth, kind of just on this uh, just on this raised the like the the first level up mm-hmm. uh, essentially. He's yeah. just kind of walking around. Right. Um. And as you approach him, he's uh. Well, I guess uh. I, I guess this is meant to be. Um. What uh is is there anything you you want to you want to talk about before I give you the terrible news? Nope. Well, let's get the bad news started first. Well, on top of the fact that we essentially are out of business uh, right. until we can get that, that mine cleared out, so we don't even have to talk about that. I understand shit had to happen, but Sigurd's body was taken in the night. Well, I thought you had that body secured. I thought we did too, but as you know, we had a lot of other things to worry about last night, right. and in the confusion, some somehow someone, their body's gone. As you can tell, we're not having a funeral this morning, as right. we would have otherwise. Well, um, were there any guards killed? Anybody see anything? Nope. No one. There was no guards posted around her body, though. We that was not something that we thought was going to be. Well, she was in a locked room in her quarters, and that we thought that'd be plenty. We was, didn't worry about someone coming and taking a dead dwarf. Right. That's that's reasonable. Any any sign of anybody left behind or locks broken? Anything? I honestly just found out about it, okay. and I've been absolutely furious that this happened so i agree it's just one thing on top of another and i uh if you want to go look feel free but right now i i honestly just need to pull off some steam somewhere maybe i'll go grab a grab a drink or something i don't it's this is the worst 
Well, been worst night, worst morning, terrible. It's been a, a tough couple of days, I reckon. I agree. Uh, well, uh, if that's the bad news, then uh, uh, hopefully my news is not really that that bad. But uh, to talking about the mine real quick, I reckon we should probably leave it closed for a little bit until we can sort out a couple of things. Uh, I we don't want anything coming up out of that hole too soon until we have the proper defenses prepared in place uh however i i i have to leave town um there we have a clue uh uh that we want to follow to see about ending these things coming up out of the underdark and um I, i'll be headed out 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 east for for a couple of days and uh following something and hopefully have s some good idea to how to help make this thing stop if if that's okay hey you're the boss um i honestly it, normally i would probably say that's a terrible idea but there's not going to be much to do around here in the meantime uh as long as you take care of all that that you brought up here um we can keep that closed and that's fine right. when you come back we're gonna have a conversation because we i have no point this 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 whole thing's gonna fall apart without any income coming in pretty quickly so right. we're gonna have to figure out whether we can resecure the mines and get them reopened or start digging new ones but for the time being we'll leave them shut until well, you come back and we'll well, to there. to uh, keep the the peace, if you will, uh, I reckon maybe we uh, send send out some scouts and and uh, maybe find some opportunities for a new mine in the surrounding areas, just so that there's not a feeling of we're not doing anything, and uh, we'll s see if we can find anything to something easy. To continue to keep things going and running here in Tin Town, I reckon there's lots of people that that need jobs and work, and we need to to do things. So let's see if we can find something else in the meantime. Um, but uh, I, I I don't want you guys opening this thing up uh, while I'm not here, and and something was to go wrong. Hey, I get it. But this town's going to dry up without this mine. Right. So the question's going to be whether or not it's worth opening it or digging a new one or everyone moving. Because that's going to be what's going to happen. Not right now, not today, not tomorrow. But right. that's, that's a, a choice that we face in the, in the future. And we can leave it in the future. It doesn't have to be today. Um, like I said, I got plenty of other bullshit to deal with. So. Right. Yep. I could uh, quickly interject side there cosmo but how how skilled do you think some of these these workers might have been how uh how industrious because what i'm hearing is you know we have an older technology that we quite literally closed up maybe it's time to you know pivot tin town into a, a new adventure a new new opportunity do you think you might be able to help you know train some some skilled folk into making some kind of like assembly line maybe mass produce kind of like carts 
of a specific variety? Uh, <laughs> I know exactly where you're going with this. Um, oh God, that's so funny. Um, making, I mean, we have, we have liveries. Uh, there's, uh, what the fuck is that place called? Um, <laughs> over and under there, you know, they're, they've been making carts in this town for, for years now. I, I, who, do you have a buyer for these carts? You have a, well, that's see, now you've kind of stumbled on the genius. That is what we're calling franchising. What we do is we get these people to buy into our business model, but we provide them with, you know, a product, a brand, an idea, and we let them do the work. What we need, though, is we need to start creating these carts. Have you met Doss? Um, <laughs> the, he just he was looking at you blankly and then just kind of goes, just puts his hand over his face and just pulls it down. And Look, you have, you have bigger things to worry about. I, I get it. I get it. We'll approach this one later. Cosmo, I think you might have been right on letting you do the talking. I'm going to just take a step back. He just takes a step back. Yeah, that's an idea. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go probably drink my just every single terrible thing that happened uh, away for probably the day. If you don't mind, boss, I'm going to take a sick day. So uh, if uh, unless you have any other news for me, I'm but, probably going to be doing nothing for uh, the rest of next couple hours. Uh, I think uh, I think that lying low for a couple for a day is probably something a lot of people need today. It was quite a day yesterday, and I agree. Uh, however, for me, life must go on, but. Uh, Anything that I need to square up for the refugees. Otherwise, I was going to head straight over there now, after. Hey, that's your own thing. I, uh, you know, we have people watching them to make sure that they don't cause any trouble, cause any trouble. But, I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, they, they're here until they're not. Uh, and I don't, they're, they don't really have much to do with me, so. Right. Well, then, uh, I'll take care of it. And uh, I'll likely see you in a couple of days, then. All right, be ready to have a conversation about what we need to do in the future. Because, like I said, I think whatever whatever's left in those mines, um, from what I could see in the lower levels, uh, <clears throat> the bottom levels. <clears throat> oh my god, <laughs> um, the bottom levels have uh, damn near collapsed. They're barely being held up. So something something's gonna. Well, whatever was down there is probably buried under about. 20 feet of rock so right well then it's gonna uh, take some doing then i reckon it would uh be wise to start like i said starts tomorrow if you like start finding scouts to go search for a new place to start a, another mine and uh, we'll continue this operation unless something a different opportunity arises and uh but we'll right. we'll make this we'll keep it going and and do what's right. We have time. All right. Yeah, we can send out some send out some scouts. Take take a look around. See if we can find anything new. Uh, sounds good. Right on. And, uh, he just kind of he just kind of just very just 
just kind of like absolutely just not having a good day just kind of walks off and uh walks around the corner walks up the stairs and uh onto the next tier up and uh shuts the door um as he as he walks away glenn yells out uh first blackouts on the stoneheart boulder company Are you changing the name to the Stoneheart Boulder Company? All right. Nice. I don't know what the Boulder Fist is. That doesn't exist. That's true. You have to get new signs. New yeah, business like cards. It's going to be a real pain in the ass. It's new quite, URL. It's quite the PR nightmare. <laughs> well, I was going to say the, the Boulder Fist Mining Company's quite literally closed. We'll just I mean, need to shut it. So. We'll, we'll need that under new management sign. I uh, looked at him and said, I think we need to go figure out what the hell happened to Sigrid's body, but I do not know a damn thing about, you know, maybe any anatomy that's left. I think we need to go check, uh, see if Rangram's okay and see if we can't get his deductive eyes if he's not too far gone. Well, yep, likely. Uh, the medic is on the way over, but we need to, uh, we need to stop in on the refugees and check on, make sure they'll be good for a couple of days. Sounds good. Now that we know Chesk isn't going to immediately kill you like I thought he might have, uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop over at Luther's real quick and pick up that sapphire that I owe Pops. I'll meet you. I'll meet you back over there after this. Right. Sounds good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you know which tent has. Uh, if you're wanting to talk to uh, right. Zagu, okay. uh, you know which tent he's in. Uh, okay. So yeah, that... you're able to make your way over there. Just because that seems to be the second or the only other person that uh, Cosmos created any kind of synergy yeah. with that he would be headed towards Zaku. Um, so okay. he kind of... Uh, he would kind of reach... I mean, does he reach the tent? Like, do the guards say anything? No, they're just stationed around. They're just kind of keeping an eye on things. Uh, they don't seem to be... They're not, like swords raised when you come up or, anything, or they're not even guarding at this point they're literally just standing guard to make sure that these new people that just show up in town aren't causing problems right. um and it's kind of a collaborative method or collaborative thing between the uh boulder fists and the empire the imperial guards um but yeah i know this tent is very small it's almost like you would probably it's like a child-sized tent um and uh kind of this ramshackle thing yeah. that they were able to put together but oh uh, yeah you're able to get there and um how are you approaching uh i would just kind of approach it and I would, he would kind of like reach the doorway and realize like can't knock and it's just uh hello is zagu is you in here yeah yeah i'm 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 in here um can can i can i come in is is cosmo yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're welcome to come in. Um, hold, Peter, Peter, scoot over a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. You can. It's gonna be tight, but oh, oh, well, come right. on, come on in. I, kinda... uh, you're you're even like you are a small, but you're stout, You're pretty stout. Like you are like this in there, like very crunched over. And these gnomes are kind of just both sitting. Uh, Peter, you can see is like. They're both awake. Uh, they're both very much awake. They're just kind of like sitting in there, obviously trying to stay out of the light and actually eat like the, the light shining through the canvas is even a little bit too much. It seems like for Peter, cause Peter's actually covered in a blanket and is peeking out at you through a blanket. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I, I know, uh, I'm sorry about the light, Zagu. 
certainly didn't intend on bringing you up this way. I we kind of roll with the punches on uh, bringing you up a little prematurely, but uh, those were some big bugs. So uh, those were some big. Those were big bugs. Those were very but, big bugs. But even for me, it was pretty big. So I reckon for you, they were huge. But uh, anyways, uh, have you have you mingled with some of the other refugees? Yeah, we were we were all talking last night. Um, it seems kind of like it's about fifty fifty split. Um, without Joro here to kind of unite everyone and hold everyone together, and um, it seems like a good amount of them want to put as much distance as between this place and um, them as they can. I, right. I think that I think about half of them are planning on heading out. I don't know if it's all in the same direction. I don't. I. I. I maybe they're taking off, but I, I think that tonight, once it gets the sun goes down, I think that half of them at least are gonna do, head out. Do they know where? No. Right. They. They don't know. They don't know where they're going, but they just know they don't want to be here. Well, uh, I reckon I don't blame them. You know, I. I know I. I was a part of the the Boulder Fist Mining Company, which will probably change the name now. But uh I don't I don't blame you. It's uh or them. But uh I reckon that uh there's there's a there's a good town not far from here, about a day's journey. It's a uh, Whitport. And uh the mayor there, his name is Cedric. They're very, very kind people there and uh very they I reckon that would be a safe place if anybody wants to seek uh, refuge somewhere uh, that tell Cedric that that Cosmo and and uh, and sent you and uh, I reckon you'll be you'll be welcome with open arms there. He he actually pulls out um a, like, like kind of like an old old map um that seems like uh like, we actually I I got, I got this from uh, one of the the I don't know soldier guard one of the. Right. One of the people in uniform. I, I don't really know. Sorry. Um, That's all right. But, um, okay. So, and he's like, can you, can you mark on here where that is? And, and that way I can, I can share this information before they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And he kind of looks at the map. I don't really remember personally, which direction I think it was to the North. Uh, it's, it's to the West. Um, but you can just say that you, you mark it on right. there. Yeah. I just remember where it is and I mark it. <laughs> <laughs> I mark it perfectly. <laughs> like, uh, I think, I think actually, that's actually that's that's great. There's, there's, um, it's. I know that a lot of them were talking about going to finding woods of some sort too, uh, where it's dark. Um, so I think that there, are, that seems like a good fit because there's, there's, it's a wooded area around there what? and, um, as as well as the town. So, um, yes, yeah, it's just, it's a small town that I don't there's. There's a local uh, group of people, a militia that does look over the town, but uh, very accepting of uh, uh, of your kind and uh, of all kinds. And uh, I, I didn't want to give the wrong impression. I, I, I'm actually planning on staying here good, good. Um, for at least for now, uh, if that's okay. I, I was we'll, I was going to ask if he was going to stay or not. We're, I don't know what we're going to do, but I, I don't feel like i need to leave and i would hate to put uh 
his life in danger even more than uh, it already has been. And so for the time being, I'd like to find a place here if possible. But well, uh, I I know that there will be differing opinions here in uh, Tin Town of your kind, but uh, with with me in charge now, uh, to, it should be a safe place, and uh, uh, I I will see to it personally that uh, you guys are looked after well, and uh, I mean I certainly can't do do much for p- other people's way of thinking, but uh, you know. As person in charge, you'll be safe. Well, thank you. Um, I, I'll I'll make sure to communicate this uh, this safe haven of sorts um, with with the rest of the the ones that are going to be leaving, and uh, so hopefully they uh, make it safely, and uh, well, maybe you'll be able to see them again. I don't I don't know. I I don't know how many of them are going to go there, but at least it's something. Right, yeah, at least something. It's a new place, and I, I certainly, if if they don't want to stay here, I don't want anybody to feel forced. And uh, but at least recommend somewhere for them to go. Uh, do, does it seem like there might be one person who would uh, you, if if you like, to kind of take take point as the person uh, to speak for you guys while here? I've never wanted that but i'm happy to it's it's not going to be many that are left uh and i'm I'm happy to be a point of contact for you uh, to and and just to speak with the community but um i don't know how much clout i have i'm not i don't have the charisma that joro did and commanded uh, right. yeah but yeah. i'll do my best all right well will zagu uh i we're not going to quite dig up those mines but uh i do need to leave for a couple of days uh in order to try and uh keep those monsters from continuing to dig uh up into the town and so i have to leave for a couple of days but i'll be back uh i'm leaving chesk in charge uh do you do you guys have rations for for a few days uh, we, we have been, I think, believe provided by, and he like pulls a little pat satchel out, um, out of the, like the back and has like, just like bread and some other things in it. Um, it seems like for that, for the time being that we're, we're being provided for. And I, I believe what? I have you, you and the, the, and the rest of, uh, and Rangrim and, uh, and, and Glenn as well to, to thank for, to thank for that. I, I appreciate the everything you did to get us all out of there uh and please please pass my thanks on to them as well i i certainly will uh well i have a couple of other uh, people in town i'll try to ensure that that they take care of you if i can at least with with rations and such uh while in while i'm gone uh but i'll, I'll be back and uh, whoever stays great whoever carries on I, I i hope they find safe refuge somewhere and okay uh bye <laughs> what is it about human conversation that goes out the windows <laughs> like at the end of them well <laughs> fuck off bye <laughs> i don't know i reached this end i reached this point of a conversation where i'm just like well that's yeah. that's no. the end of my rp wait how and that's how- the way the cookie crumbles <laughs> 
how Dutch how slowly does Cosmo get out of the tent? Like, does he stand up and just destroy the whole thing and blind them? No. No. By by how he walked away with that zero charisma exit from the conversation, <laughs> he most he most likely just went like this without saying anything and just backed out. Focused, just so focused <laughs> on leaving. Yeah, he just misty stepped out of it. Um, awesome. So, uh, <laughs> Cosmo, are you are you pretty much just heading to the Matic after that? Um, the only other person, and I hate that we're maybe this is part of it, but do we know where Constable Chav is? You haven't seen him today. Um, I, uh, I, I think that maybe you'll run into him. Who knows? Okay. Unless you want to go specifically looking for him over at the barracks or anything. Um, then I guess I, I'll go to the Matic. Awesome. Uh, Glenn, so you're heading over to deliver. You're essentially just dropping off that Sapphire with Pops. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to do while you, oh, you have all the stuff there. Okay. Do you yeah, want to so, wait? Or? Uh, I, no, because I, I do want to tell Pop something uh, okay. kind of in secret. But when I go pick up the yeah, Sapphire, yeah. I would have pulled out um, this other thing I've kind of been working on on the side. It's this long knit or I guess like sewn together piece of fabric from just like the sheets and stuff that I found around um, Luther's Legends. Um, and it's just something I've been working on. I don't know really how well you think Glenn's been working on it, but... It's basically a stitched version of what uh, he considers Luther to look like, and uh, he takes the he takes the long, or sorry, he takes the the billowing machine and he stokes the fire and like gets the the billow going, and then he attaches this cloth sack over the top of the billows and like secures it to it and ties it to it as much as possible, and so now in front of Luther's legend, there's a big like flacky flail. waving inflatable arm pulling <laughs> of Luther. But it's a Warforge, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. So it's now, so perfect. Now Just everyone think of all the business that, you're gonna get. Yeah, now everyone knows that Luther's Legends is in business again. So it's no longer closed down. Um I also write a note to Luther and leave it on the table. Uh the the inside downstairs table. Um and the note just basically reads, uh We're headed out of town. I hope you like our newest decorations. Let us know if you have any business for us. And then um, I do a little heart and put Glenn in gang. And then I go over to Pops. Awesome. Um, so as you're walking over to Pops, um, you you feel uh, from your pocket. Um, it's not like the. It's not like a burning. It it, uh, it actually is almost like it takes you a little bit. It's almost. Uh, kind of going in and out it's like a kind of like dim and then it'll get kind of hot for a second and it'll go away um but it kind of seems like it's intermittent uh, i reached in my pocket and i pull out the coin i'm guessing so, i'm used to this feeling by now yeah so the second that you uh grab uh you touch the coin as soon as your skin touches it um you're you feel like that mental connection and um you just hear like what sounds kind of like <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say heavy breathing and we can just go right over the uh, the the it just sounds like kind of like yeah like uh, raspy breathing mm. um, and it just are, are you coming are are you gonna I I don't know much longer I have and it go it just goes out. And that is all you get. And it just goes completely blank again. Like, it just goes cold. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, and I walk over to Pops. Okay. Um, and uh, so yeah, you, you get over to Pops and the normal uh, hello. <laughs> Pops, it's me again. I'm back. I have your sapphire. Open the door. Who is it? Yeah, oh my God. The only person who's <laughs> here to give you a sapphire. Uh, I, I, oh yeah, Glenn. Uh, and he opens the door again. <laughs> I kind of walk up to him and I put the sapphire down. I'm like, it's a, it's a little uncut, but I think uh, it's what oh. you're looking for. That came straight from the mines. His face, like immediately, like his eyes that are already magnified by his goggles are just like it. Every single inch of them is taken up by eyes. Um, and he's just that. This, this sapphire is, this thing's huge. It's like, this is like a 1200 or 1500 gold piece sapphire. Uh, I mean, it's just kind of, you have little hands. It's really not that big. You know, it's like, kind of like palm in, like put it back down. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's like, it's, it's the size of a golf ball. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, oh my, I, I feel like I need to give you a second year wig or something. Well, uh, how about you just go ahead and tell me a little bit about those items, but we'll uh, we'll keep this a, a two way relationship. I like I like making sure that you're you're well stocked, and you apparently like making a cool thing. So this is a this is a happy happy relationship. But before we get into that, too, I need a I need to warn you, pops. You need to get the hell out of this town. It's about to dry up. People are about to get real desperate. It's going to get real dangerous. I don't know if you can grow like legs out of the bottom of this building. Knowing you, you can set up shop anywhere, but there's a small town just west called Whitport. It's a guy named Cedric, big, hideous, blue house. Can't miss it. I feel like you two would get along great. You just need to, you need to get the hell out of here. Grow lakes out of the bottom of this place. That's, <laughs> that would check. be, that would be, uh, okay, yeah. Do an inside check for sure. Oh, nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you absolutely, Why couldn't I get that last week? You absolutely think that it may not be legs, but this thing probably has some secrets. Like, uh, it is definitely not a fucking normal building. As he's kind of like stumbling oh, yeah. through all that, trying to trying to hide it, just kind of like, look, Pops, I don't care how you get there, but you, uh, wherever you end up landing, you let me know where you're at, okay? Just figure out a way to send messages to this thing, and we'll we'll communicate. But you you need to get the hell out of here as soon as you can. Rob That's... that little gnome or that little goblin lady too. She's probably got some cool stuff that she doesn't need anymore. There's a goblin lady? Oh, I'm not sure. She's got long weird fingers. It's it's a whole thing. Like a bunch of floating eyes. out these items. Where were we? Uh, well, yeah, what do you want to what do you want to hear first? He's like moving at like an at even fast speed. He's so excited at this point. Like the the like kind of trailing um like I guess just after after marks or after visions of his own like body are like all over the place is probably pretty uh uh kind of not like not alarming but just kind of like kind of sickening like like it kind of like giving you motion sickness almost with how fast he's moving right now as kind of like curbing that like uh let's start with the the ring shall we uh yeah the ring uh the rings um the ring's really cool it it's i don't know if you can really use it but um let me look up the ring real quick. <laughs> Google, 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 Google. Um, no, I have it saved here. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so this is called a ring of rituals. Um, whoever is wearing this ring can will it to 
so as you can see by by the look of it, and he's like holding it up, and he's uh, it, it looks like it has a it's it's made of silver, and it has like a almost like looks like a small candle on the top that's made out of silver as well. And there's a little tiny wick you can see right here, and um, that's imbued with the uh, a power of a flame uh, magic. And so like whoever's wearing it can can will it to uh, essentially make a small candle flame at any time but that's not the real power people a lot of people that would probably wear these would think that that's where it stops but i was able to find there's a secondary enchantment on it that actually allows it if you're casting a ritual spell anything that takes time it can cut off half of the time for the for the ritual and i i believe that it's some sort of uh i don't know where you got this but um someone who does ritual magic and and longer uh spells of that sort uh, could probably find a use in this. That's uh, that's fantastic to hear. Uh, I don't really have much time for the slowness, but what what about the mask? Tell me about that one. This mask. Um, there are. At first, I had to kind of get past the fact that uh, there is really dark magic on this thing. Uh, aberration magic is all over this thing. I, whatever is has been around it uh has but this this was something else before this was came from the surface and it's essentially a uh, a mask of many faces that has been essentially roughly carved and shaped into this form it wasn't always like this it probably looked like uh just a blank white faced mask or something of the sort beforehand he's kind of like take like takes his finger and he scrapes it off he's this uh, red covering on this is actually uh, some sort of a residue from like a fungal nature. It's some sort of underdark colorant that is on this. But um, you can see that underneath is is the original wood, and the wood that this is made of does not from the underdark. So I, I it's there's this came from the surface and made its way down below the surface at some point. But nonetheless, it still holds its magical capabilities, and this thing is imbued with the charges of uh, essentially disguised self. And so three times per day, you could use this to disguise self. But if you're not used to wearing it, if, if it, it only, if, if you're a first time user or you're not, you haven't worn it very many times, you just hand this off to someone, they're not going to be able to use it properly. And uh, it takes a tuning to it uh, to use it and actually turn into what you want. If you don't attune to it and just use it randomly, uh, you're going to get just that. And whatever you turn into is going to be completely random. Of course, it's going to be, it's, you're going to look like a person still or a, a being of some sort, a humanoid. But uh, I, I bet that you wouldn't be able to control whether you were the sex or uh, the race that you turned into. It would be completely random. Interesting. That sounds, uh, uh, it's got some opportunities. I, I got some ideas around that one already. And uh, what about this last little little puck? This thing's got most of my attention. I want to know what you found out about it. I've never seen anything like this. Um, I can tell you that this rune on top is... It's draconic in nature. And it... I assume that this is a key of some sort, though I've never seen anything like it. The material itself um, is solid platinum. This is worth probably more than... You could almost buy this town with this amount of platinum that this thing is made out of. 
But this symbol on top just says one thing. And it says release. And that's all it says. Well, uh... There's no magic on it at all. That's uh, that's somehow more alarming than if there was something cast into it. There's quite a bit of effort to keep this hidden. Uh, let's go ahead and just keep this, this piece between us. Um, I'm hoping that Sapphire is going to buy extra of your time in the future and even more importantly your silence at this time but uh you, you know me i i don't get out much so i i, I really appreciate everything you've done for me pops i'm, I'm actually going to be heading out of town might be making a stop through uh through either here or whitport but i i hope to hear you've uh you've made it somewhere safely and please via via earwig if you will let me know where you find yourself and uh and walks out and heads to the Matic. Okay, yeah, so you're just kind of walking out of there and the door is shutting behind you as you can just kind of see uh, Pops waving and the kind of after images of his hand are just kind of making like a arc in the air um, as uh, the door kind of like shuts behind you and uh, you make your way to the Matic. Um, yeah, it so... Moving? <laughs> it does not. Okay. Uh, um, I think that... Uh, I think that your warning has been heard. Um, but he's also very capable and, and cautious and it will probably keep an eye on things. And also has that uh, cool television thing where you can kind of peek out the top as well. So, uh, he's going to wait and see if anything, uh, shit starts breaking bad before he's at least, you know, he, he didn't immediately get up and leave as far as you can tell. Um, but yeah, so you head over to the manic. Um, so kind of, uh, Rangrim, uh, you're still there by yourself. Um, when, you uh, hear someone kind of uh, clomping on, or just kind of like walking with like soft footfalls onto uh, the wooden floor behind you, kind of out of the dirt and onto, actually, would you be, have your back? You probably wouldn't have your back to anything. You would actually probably see them walking up, but um, uh, you see Constable Hunter, uh, who is making their way up the staircase uh, and then uh, approaching you uh, as they see you sitting there. Hi, Constable. Oh, um, drinking alone today, I see. Uh, it seems like uh, it's actually kind of what I was headed up here to do as well. So um, I guess we can drink alone together, if that's all right with you. Rangrim's like perplexed by the drink alone together for a second. Yeah, whatever blows your hair back. And he just pulls a stool over or chair, whatever's the closest open seat to him. Yeah, he um he sits he kind of he takes the seat and uh, kind of like nods and his head a little bit at you uh, in, in gratitude and then uh, pulls a um out of his uh, the inside of his kind of cloak uh, he pulls a silver flask out and uh, just takes a pull from that. Um, so uh, where where are your um, friends at this morning? Still still sleeping? It was quite a quite an evening. Um, yeah, you could say that. Um, one of them went to see something about, he's like a head of a mining company now. It was, a, it's a whole thing. Um, and I never know what the elf's doing. Ever. He's dodgy as they get. He followed him, but I, I told him to meet me here. I was, how long has passed, would we, we say? 
I think that uh, pretty shortly. I think this is pretty shortly. They're gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be kind of showing up. Um, it's probably. They've probably been gone like an hour between everybody. It was like an hour ago, and I just been here. I was gonna drink by myself, but apparently I've just been sitting here staring at this full mug of ale for no reason. Um, you might have gotten refilled like a time or two, maybe. Who knows? Or you've just been. <laughs> no, he's been. Your own head. Thousand yard stare, like across the bar, like. People have been uncomfortable, probably, because he's People just probably, like, at least one person probably sat down and then realized you were there staring at them and got up and moved. <laughs> yeah, he's just... <laughs> lot going on in his head, so he's forgetting what was happening until he that saw... awkward line of sight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. They should be here soon, I, I hope. How are you? How are you feeling after all, all that almost dying and everything? Yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been pretty. Uh, I, I, if you guys live at this pace all the time, I, I can't imagine living what living this town is like. It's been the most intense two days of my entire life. I don't know, to be honest. I want to still get to the bottom of this, but I almost get the feeling that, for the time being, it's either over or we're kind of in the eye of the storm and I don't know how long that's going to last. Um, I, uh, I do have other things that I've been tasked with doing. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck between whether I'm going to be heading out to go take care of those other things or whether I'm going to hang around here and see if, uh, things flare back up, but maybe, maybe a little bit of both. Well, with us three leaving, I think we're leaving. I, 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 I never know with those two what they're doing. I'm trying to leave this town at least for a good while. Um, not very good memories here anymore over the last several days. And um, if you were to leave, hopefully I'd run into you again. I Raymond would lift his glass so. to them and. Take his he, actual first sip of his now hour, <laughs> like stale, hour, stale Luke, beer, lukewarm beer. Uh, yeah, he he cheers he cheerses you, and um, he uh, he just kind of like he he cheerses you, and then he's kind of like takes a swig, and then he puts his hand out to you, and like last time he shook your hand, he shook the not branded hand. And he holds his hand out to your branded hand and goes, you know, we all have marks on us, but, you know, it's it's what we do to help those around us that really matter. It's not, it's not the past. It's how we try to make the future. And you're doing, you're doing good work and I respect you. Rangrim takes his hand very firmly, looking him in the eye. I'll try to remember that. Um, yeah, and uh, as you uh, as you shake the the hand, you feel the the mark um, just kind of like do that dull throb again. Um, and uh, Constable kind of like like almost like um, he got like a little bit of a a, a shock or something, something um, like almost just like a like a static shock of some sort and just like and doesn't really remark on it but um just kind of uh puts his hand uh puts his hand back on into his uh his his flask and takes another 
swig and and just kind of like he's just kind of sitting there now and he's just kind of thinking he's he's um he's just just kind of looking up and i uh, uh you want to tell me um i mean i think that a lot of what needed to be said um we got to kind of spill the beans so to say uh the other day um is there i mean unless there's anything new uh on the the case so to say i think we can we can sit here and we can i can leave you to drink in peace and we can just kind of enjoy enjoy the silence and unless you have anything for me just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything else you knew about uh that um I might not uh, have previous knowledge of. Nothing new has come to light and uh, um, the day or so, not even a day. I don't even know how long it's been. It could have been two hours or a month, it, to be honest. But um, we're, we're doing more research all the time. Um, we know that it originates uh, in the Underdark and unfortunately information about that is hard to come by. So... Um, uh, we, we we took your lead about uh, it having to do with mind flayers, and that is something that we are following up on. And um, I I should have some more information, hopefully within uh, a couple days. Uh, but that's um, that that was extremely helpful, and I'm sure that that will turn something up. There's little is known about them uh, aside from the fact that mind flayers and uh, aberration energy are commonly known to go hand in hand uh not to uh no pun intended um but so i i think that i think that you stumbled onto something there but as we discussed whatever has been whatever is doing this uh whatever is communicating or reaching out through that symbol is on a level of power that uh, we i've never encountered and uh, there's something to be feared so we have to proceed with caution. Well, that's reassuring. And he would um, finish his ale and kind of looking at his flask. What you got in there? Oh, just some, uh, just honestly, some kind of whiskey from uh, up north um, over near where the uh, the fighting's going on. It's, uh, they have... I was able to get some out before, uh, you know, before it got too bad. But um, I got a, I have about a small barrel of this still left in the, in, over in the barracks. You want to try mm. some? Sure. You take a pretty healthy swig. Um, like yeah, borderline it's... rude, but he's certainly not chugging <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So it immediately hits the back of your throat, and like you're, I mean, you are. Uh, your constitution is is powerful. You 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 can you can definitely take like do a constitution save with her actually. We can roll some dice today. Yeah, let's go. Oh, I'm gonna be good. I'm good. Like I forgot. Wow. I rolled uh, very yucky. Um, <laughs> that's an eight. Okay, um, yeah, so you cough a little bit, um, but it essentially, like, hits the back of your throat, and it's just, like, burning hot, and you can feel, like, this this burning kind of going through you, and then it's almost like, 
fire and ice where like this cooling sensation spreads after that. It's a uh, it's a very strange uh, sensation that you haven't experienced before. You just kind of <coughs> smooth. Hands <laughs> him back his flask. It's uh yeah, black fire whiskey. It's it'll 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 get you. I'm gonna make a note of that. Um, I, I want to see that elf drink it, and he just starts belly laughing to himself, and yeah. looks over, and he's like, "Shit, they're not here." Cosmo would have thought that was hilarious. Um, actually, as you uh, as you're looking up, you can uh, you can see that. Um, I, I guess it would be Cosmo. Cosmo uh, is kind of like yeah, it's almost as if you willed him into existence. You see oh. his head start poking up over the uh, the staircase as he's walking, kind of into the mattock. Oi, uh, speak hey, of Grim, uh, Grim. He just waves. Oi. Ringer would motion to Tom to just bring over a, another ale. Yeah, um, yeah. Tom, uh, Tom heads over. And looks like, uh, looks like you're in a little bit better spirits now. It's always good to have friends. And then he like uh, pats you on the back with his heavy hand and uh, mm-hmm. leaves a. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I actually to Rangrim more, oh, okay. uh, but then he, yeah, he he pats Rangrim on the back and then um, just kind of sets a, sets another glass of ale down for Rangrim and then sets a new one down for uh, uh, for Cosmo. Am I am I like within? Am I in, like right there next to him as I approach? Yeah, you you probably have sat down or are all at the table by that time that okay. uh, he's able to make it over from the bar. Okay, um, I would say, oh yeah, Tom, I. Can I ask you a favor? Well, well, it's just you and me. Well, and, the, oh, and these oh, guys. Oh, of course. What can I? What can I do for you? Uh, can you? Can you uh, send down uh, some rations to the? Do you know about the refugees down down near the mine? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've heard a little bit of what's going on down there. Um. But I, what? What do you want me to? What do you want me to take down there? Well, I mean, uh, ale. I think I think some beer? of them. Well, ale, beer, that, liquor. That, that might lift some spirits down there, and uh, just just some food if you if you can. I'll I'll pay for it. You put you you take care of, of me. I'll take care of you. Uh, well, it sounds sounds to me like I can just charge it to the company if that's. I could just put it on the company's tab if uh, if you're looking to provide food how long how many days are you looking to provide for well don't don't put it on the company tab just yet i i need to make sure that things are well but you can put it on my tab i'll i'll pay for it um it's gonna be a lot of money Um, well well actually i think quite a few of them are probably gonna be leaving town tonight um but uh you know maybe just go down there tomorrow and uh I'll I'll pay for it for about three days, three days sets of rations and some so a couple of barrels of ale. I'll I'll pay it. He's like counting on his fingers, like, um, okay, um, I'll I'll tally it up and I'll I'll see what I what I can do. Um, I I I, I can do it. I'll I'll. I, I, I I'm not do asking. It. it doesn't have to be a crazy three course meal. These just something that. Let's a few of them know that they're welcome Red here. Red and beer. 
Bread and beer. So, yeah, and, and maybe some protein if you can. This makes them feel nice and... Old know. meat, bread, and beer. Got it. Tom, 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 Tom. Let's just make sure we're taking care of them. I, I'll pray to... No, pray. it's... Okay, I say old meat, but it's it's been cured. It's not rancid meat. But, right, all right. I just, you know, I don't want you to think I won't pay for it. We don't need yesterday's spoils, but uh, let's make them feel welcome, shall we? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and he kind of just like walking away and he's kind of like doing the math in his head and it seems like it's kind of like he's like rubbing his head a little bit it seems like it's it's kind of taxing him a bit and he's walking back behind the bar and like picking up things and like looking in bags and kind of checking his uh his, and and then you actually uh hear him like open up a uh a hatch which you may not have even know existed and goes down below the mattock uh behind the bar actually uh, and he's poking around down there and he puts a little sign up that says uh be right back nice <laughs> Uh, I kind of turned to Chav and says, Oh, uh, Constable, good, uh, good day to you. I was, uh, was gonna be coming to, uh, find you. Uh, Glenn, you're probably walking up at this point as well, just, uh, for brevity's sake, so we don't have to have multiple conversations. <laughs> we don't want to. Seeing, uh, seeing that Tom's not there, I would just serve myself as well. Boom, just walk okay. behind the bar, serve himself, come back. Are you making your, your drink? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, why not? Just okay. to see if I can do it. Okay, so he, you, uh, you look up on the the shelf and you see that there, it, your like normal like kind of daintier glass is up there, yeah. and underneath it is it's sitting on this list of ingredients um, okay. and kind of like roughly drawn instructions that are very in a very childlike handwriting and also very big and sprawly. Um, so do a uh, do an investigation check for me to see if you can read it. I'm gonna kill yes. myself. Oh, yeah, it's a one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Okay, so what I'm going to have you do then is, um, okay, I need you to do a constitution uh, constitution saving throw with disadvantage because of okay. the fact that, that it's literally the worst drink you possibly oh, could have made. God. A four plus two, so a six. Um, okay. You all watch uh glenn go behind the bar just kind of walk back there and start making and mixing all these things together um you nothing's marked so you're kind of going off uh the just like the cusp and like the thing you end up mixing essentially is like extremely flammable almost like gasoline and when you light this thing up it just like you watch glenn just go boom and like it, it disappear into a puff of smoke um as like and and kind of like the front and you catch him and see him just like patting his robes off as they've kind of like caught fire slightly and like your face is kind of singed and blackened um and yeah what do you do it's like <laughs> uh, uh perfect and i like pretend to sip whatever might be left <laughs> yeah it's like it's literally a third of it is left that didn't burn away oh um, my God. It, just, it just tastes like burnt tires yeah I don't, just, I don't think i walk back over to the guys and i it's like See that tough Tom's been making spend weak this whole time. Well, Needs some burn. Needs to needs to hurt on the outside and the inside. I don't think it's Finger supposed to do that, Glenn. I don't, I don't think it does. That's no, no, no. It's it's okay. What were you guys saying earlier? And he just sits down and like tries to just deflect. Um, well, Cleans I mean, off himself. Uh, now that you now that you're all here, um, 
I uh, I was I was talking to 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 Rangram earlier about it, but um, I, I'm not sure how long um, I'll be in town. If uh, things don't kind of pick up, they'll probably move me off to somewhere else. So I just wanted to let you know um, where uh, my next steps are going to be. So in case we run into each other, I know that you travel. Uh, you know, whenever you're not being uh, trying to save this town from collapsing and imploding on itself. Um, but uh, we've heard reports of. Um, undead uh down to the south uh near a couple towns uh it seems like they've moved um from a town of called driften uh originally seems like things have kind of quieted down there but there was a lot going on for a very short period of time and then uh it seems like it's kind of now there's been the reports of the undead around a place called amber falls uh, that's but i i don't not scheduled to leave yet. I'm planning on sticking around here for a couple more days at least just to make sure things don't pop back off again. But just wanted to let you know so that uh, in the future if we run into each other, uh, that would be good. Yep, we'll, uh, we'll likely be headed out here for a few days. Uh, we've got a bit of a clue that we're trying to figure out in regards to this red hand and uh, hopefully somewhere. Yeah, just my recommendation would be to stay away from stay away from the north uh, if you can, uh, at least directly north of here. There's uh, there's been that rebellion is getting worse, and uh, we're trying to keep them at bay. But they have um, they're they're gaining strength and so, uh, different uh, resources all the time. It uh, seems like people are joining their cause. Is this a rebellion that Cosmo would out? You've heard rumors about it, um, but you may not know much because it's, it was like a small uprising, and now it seems like it's become a little bit more serious. But, I mean, you don't know. You just know that there is something. Right, okay. There. So he... Glenn's travels, you probably would have heard about it, though. Yes. Uh, Glenn, if you want to roll me a history check, actually, uh, yeah, Glenn would probably be the best one to do this. Wonderful history. Whale. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, so you would have heard that there's a small... You don't know exactly what their cause is, but you know that there is a small faction that seems to be growing uh, known as the Revivifists to the north. Um, and uh, they have... You do know that they stand very much strongly against the seven gods, the new gods. Okay. I would kind of relay that. And just think, yeah, it's the... Uh... Those Revivifists, they're just kind of a bunch of kids a few a few decades ago, but by now, I mean, kind of grow into that hate. Definitely, against the, definitely against the Seven, so Cosmo, we uh, we might want to steer clear for the time being. Yeah, they, they're making some wild claims that are bringing them a lot of friends and people to their cause, um, but the uh, they're absolutely... The Empire is uh, stands against them, so we uh, we're doing everything we can to kind of quell it, uh, and but at the same time not cause bloodshed, and uh, that's kind of where we're at. We're at a standstill, but if they get too much more power behind them, uh, we're probably going to be forced to step in, and it won't be pretty. So just don't get caught in the middle of that. Uh, reckon it's connected to our current had uh, a lord problems. What was that? The, you know, the Tether Lord. Have you told, have you told him about I the Tether Lord? I, I don't think we told him I about that I thought we did. He, he just knows about the, the Red Inn. He doesn't know anything about that that weird coin that Glenn has. He knows I about mean, the coin. Does he not? Coin? 
no, the, what I coin? mean, what are we talking about? What is? Uh, I'm I'm drunk already. I should be going. And Brangroom just goes to the bar and pours himself an ale because I'm assuming Tom <laughs> still is in the back. Yeah, there's a little. Uh, the, the, He's the just cast noping out of that conversation. Real I, quick. I I definitely dropped out of voice because I was trying to figure out what I was. <laughs> Glenn Glenn just rubs his face. He's like, uh, I think we might have been, you know. We gave him a nickname. It's the it's the TL, you know, droopy droopy red hands. Didn't really roll off the tongue, so we, we gave him a, a little nickname. You don't like it? We'll drop it. What it, what do you have for this this case? What do you call it? We'll we'll, we'll go by your name. I've just been calling it the red hand, to be honest. But uh, uh, that's really clever too. I mean, ours has a little more Juno Sequa, but you know, we can go there. A little blunt. And yeah, then he looks, and Glenn kind of looks up to like, to the Lord. I, I looks up to Chandril. It's like, that's a compass soul. It's like, kind of like comes back. <laughs> you get the equivalent of a nice. <laughs> <laughs> a mental high five. Um, yeah, that with, uh, roll me a, um, roll me persuasion with advantage because he trusts you. Cosmo or Glenn? Glenn, you did most of the talking. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, 21. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. He, uh, he kind of just nods and, uh, it's an interesting, it's a, it's a cool name. That's a cool name. Whoever. Oh, yeah. But it just, like, it just leads to that. He just kind of, uh, you see him, like, take a swig out of, like, a secret, his, his little secret, um, flask and then just kind of puts it back into his uh into his pocket um well i think i'm gonna leave you all to it unless you have anything else uh that you want to talk about but i uh, originally came over here to kind of drink alone uh just to kind of clear my head but um not that it hasn't been great catching up with you but i uh it, if uh if you don't mind should try out a flaming lips when you get some it looks like this it's it's usually better than that, I think. You don't that looks like don't, an experience. Don't let Glenn make it. Definitely have Tom make it. For he might be onto something on that one. I don't know. He put on quite a show. I uh, I I think that's one of those things that I'll experience from afar and just kind of uh, through osmosis. Um, I can smell it from here as I, well as your burning facial hair. I reckon that's plenty. That took quite some time to grow. <laughs> Hundred years. <laughs> it's my hundred year beard. <laughs> just, just like two hairs. <laughs> yeah. One and, and a half now. Glenn looks over to Cosmos. I'm guessing Rangram is approaching the table again. So, boys, we uh, we got some decisions to make. I I need to get the hell out of this town. I'm tired of looking at these stupid walls. Let's uh, let's take care of one of these little little bounties. Um, that last clip that he brought up though about zombies sounds pretty damn cool I haven't sparred with the undead since I was you know younger uh, it would be a fun one to pick up but what do you guys have in mind I know Cosmo you got business in town well uh, I reckon um, I don't want to tr travel too far to the shadowed isles that, that, that feels that's got to be quite a few days' journey, uh, plus whatever time trouble we may find ourselves in. 
I, I'd like to stay closer to the place and uh, we can bounce on over to uh, that other one I don't remember the name and uh, East, East Springs it was the East Springs it was in the direction it was there it's a direction and object right right <laughs> it was you know it's the vacation spot we'll, we'll just get us <laughs> we'll get there we'll take a spa day and then we'll solve the murder or something uh, you know what that actually does sound pretty nice uh Rangrim, you strike me as someone who use a little tlc right now what where's your head at well you did say it was disappearances in east springs and um, i'm the one that said the whole time that it was tigers in whitport so if we're going there you're gonna need but my, my investigatorial skills on this matter that's true you nailed that one really hard on the head and that was quite impressive right yep yep sure was uh i know it's uh kind of out of the way but uh i'll just put it on the table because we're talking about it but uh zagu says that a good portion of the refugees might be headed to whitport uh you think we should pay a quick trip to cedric on a it, I don't think it's on our way, but uh, we could take the long way and uh, travel alongside them on our way over to East Springs. Might not be a, a bad idea to do a little little roundabout way to get there, but it is absolutely the the opposite direction. <laughs> just but so you know, it's, it's essentially time. halfway. It's halfway to Shattered Isles. I, I think you. Uh, I think you're. You're right that we're going to have to get them a little bit of protection wherever they're headed. I don't think a lot of undercommon are going to do too well on the surface without Can you someone. map up again? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Oh, no, we know. Yeah. I just wanted to see it myself. I don't even uh, know what number. It's not halfway. It's like a third of the way. It's 35 yeah. is, is, uh, oh. is Whitport. 35 has a uh, question mark, so I was trying to figure it out. Oh. Yeah, I probably should fill that in. Um, I actually, I'm just going to fill all the rest of these in with names. That way we can reference them. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, 35 is Whitport, and uh, 7 is East Springs. 14 um, is uh, Tintown for reference. Yes, 14 is Tintown. So, essentially, you're, you are closer to East Springs, but by the time you get to Whitport, you will, it will be even between the two. Oh, uh, yeah, we can... Do oh. a little escort. I wouldn't mind doing it. Amber Falls is five. It's way south. Uh, Driftin is 27. Even more south. Yes, very south. I feel like, uh, I, feel like I owe Joro a little closure to getting these people safe. I'll, uh, I'll follow you on that one, Cosmo. It's your call. Right. Ringroom, let's, uh, let's get them to, dri to Whitport, and then we'll... We'll see what we want to do by then. Always a charitable one. And, uh, Rangrim, we actually do need to do one quick checkout. Remember, uh, that angry little dwarf that Cosmo just turned kind of into... Remember that comedian that came to town about a few months ago? Hit the watermelons and the hammer? Cosmo just, like... Gallagher? Oh, yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, when Cosmo just smashed that, uh, her head into bits, 
It was like oh, really man. close. What? I was like, it was hilarious. It I don't fit. remember a thing like that. That cannot oh, be true. You killed her like yesterday. Yeah, that wasn't even that long ago, man. We we drank a lot. We did drink a lot. Oh, we drank. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You, you, the comedian thing totally threw me for a loop. Whatever type of underhanded signal you're trying to give is definitely hitting the dirt, and I got nothing. Yeah, like go ahead with your with your axe going through it. <laughs> Rocking a hard place, Ray, am I right? Rain Grim, Glade, let me tell you something. That is likely the first time I've ever taken light, life from another dwarf for Swan, for from another being for two. So let's be, let's be kind. Well, why? And he just goes, it doesn't get any easier. Well, it's definitely a large pill to swallow for me. Regardless, you should have should have seen the dwarfs on the other end. Got bits of her head all over her, stormed she, out of town. Friends with her, her head all over him. Well, now her body's missing, and that is Who a took concern. Her body? I don't know. Not her head. Well, her head was attached. Well, I'll hold up. I'll think. What's yeah, that? I think you. Left. I think you still got a piece of her head, and he reaches over the cosmos armor and is like. Oh no, never mind. Guys, well, uh, guys, guys, regardless of what you saw that day, I did not decapitate her. Oh, you didn't, I thought you just smashed your head in. There was bits everywhere. You smashed your head in, definitely. Like, like, like Gallagher in the watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it looks over, Glenn looks over to Cosmo like, Cosmo, I mean, bright side of her body walking away. Maybe you didn't kill her. Maybe you only got, you know, halfway through the job i think you killed her she looked well, pretty dead she but... was pretty dead i i right i was standing on top of it you were standing somewhere on top of a building doing nothing oh that reminds me and i pull out a ring and hand it to rangrim i hand him the ring of rituals and say uh you might be able to use this and i kind of explain what it does like it might help with those little blessings you've been giving us every morning cool Thanks for the reminder, Cosmo. Right, well, just... Right. Well, let's So back to, back to Cosmo's murder victim. We should go see if we can't figure out what's going on with that body. Well... No, well, well I, I can help to... If there's some sort of clues with the body, I might be able to do something. Did I not make myself clear? The body is gone. It cannot be seen. There's nothing left to find. It's an empty What'd you room. do to a body? I... It, somebody stole it. That's what Chess oh, said. Oh, they stole it. They okay. stole the body. Oh, I heard that wrong too. I figured someone found the head. No, okay. the whole well, maybe thing. Maybe we should go see head the scene of the crime. Head to toe is gone. It's gone. Well, you, you were standing right there, Glenn. Chess said it. Somebody stole the body. I was busy looking menacing. Right, and like you was trying was like to talk him into like, franchising DOS dogs. You didn't him. even listen. <laughs> I I paid attention to every other word, if you will. Right, you clearly were not listening. So, uh, do we need to go try to find this body, or are you just going to try to kill her twice another time? Right, well, you know, guys. Well, I, I know something that might not bode too well for you, Cosmo. Um, 
I think the constable just told us something about undead in the south. And I think someone said her party fled to the south. And they got necromancers down there. We don't know if that her body went best, to the she's south. She's gonna be extra pissed that you smushed her head. <laughs> Maybe it's a good idea we do get out of town. You can't find us if we're not here. Well, yeah, well, clearly now I'm for some reason the head of this town, and. She's not anymore. Uh, you don't. Glenn goes to high five. <laughs> I mean, Rainbow high fives Glenn. <laughs> but, guys, this is just. He just takes a big swig of his ale. There, there. Daddy's here. Uh, well, no, he's like... not. Daddy's gone. He died. <laughs> and thanks for rubbing it in. Um, <laughs> it just oh looks God. a Rager real disappointed. Like, why would you do that, dude? Like, what? Um, dude, should I talk about making daughter jokes? Uh, go ahead. The elf's been making them for weeks. Well, clearly he tried to kill her too. Yeah, like times. three times. At two least. Times. Well, she's up one on him. Clearly, she's up um, two on me. Well, that's well even better. Who's keeping score? You are. And I like write down in a little notebook. <laughs> well, uh, boys, I think we got <laughs> at least somewhat of a plan. We got to get these we, refugees we, to Whitport. We got to get out of We got to get out of here. Let's let's go down to Zagu, and we're just gonna get. We'll figure out who's leaving, and we'll leave with them. We can uh, head out tonight. Yeah, the, imagine yeah. they're like Rangram, like to travel at night. Yep, yeah, they. Yeah, it would be better for me. Let's travel by night. It'll be quicker, and uh, we'll get out of here. What are you wanting to do for the rest of the day? Because you essentially have to wait till dusk at that point, and then we can find a stopping point. Um, depending on, I mean, there might be an RP conversation that needs to happen. But how many people are leaving? We don't know. So there's about sixty people. Um, I would say that he said about half. So you can assume close to thirty. And our like the populace of this these people leaving is it gnomes elves like what what are the sizes yeah of it's um i mean it's it's a lot of different things it's uh it's it's hobgoblins it's uh it's um deep gnomes it's there are like there's maybe like one or two uh gray dwarfs in there uh there's there's drow like there's there's essentially like a smattering of all the underdark races are kind of mixed in here okay um do i think that the livery would have enough carts to schlep everybody or the sick and the young like i don't know the cart to under dark ratio <laughs> but how many carts do you think the livery has um i say the carts generally can carry probably a maximum of five to six people so you probably would need to rent like five um, carts yeah and there are um there's actually like a market down there as well down uh in the bowl which we've never interacted with the bowl like the market that's around the bowl or the one on the rim which is up on the, the, the actually the edge um two different kinds of markets one's uh the rim is or the bowl is more internal trading within the town things that, that people would want and the the rim is more for trading that goes out of town so people selling things outside of town that's gotcha. generally how those two things work but um i think that you'd be able to if you wanted to secure carts uh like five carts i think that'd be totally doable cool that's what glenn would 
be doing okay. while Cosmo's rallying the troops. Okay. Um, and then you, I, you didn't even buy your other one last time. So I, do you want to just, do you want to buy one for yourself as well? Buy sure. six carts? Sure. Okay. So yeah, we'll just, you know what we'll do? We'll just round it then. Um, we'll just say that it's, uh, for six carts, it's 60 gold pieces. Okay. That's okay. Buy, <laughs> buy five carts, the six carts free. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> what uh, a deal. Just, All right, cool. Okay. I buy, I buy six carts, one for us and then five for the the travelers okay um awesome anyone else want to do anything for the end of the day uh -uh. we're just leaving the medic i'd look to cosmo and say oh cosmo let's go find glenn we should make like cigarette and head off <laughs> and then he exits the medic <laughs> Oh, please. I, I think you already have inspiration. Take take one more for that. That was the best. That was very good. Oh, my God. I was wish I was there to cast Tasha's hideous laughter. <laughs> I know. I was, a little, I was a little disappointed. Oh, my God. God. Could you imagine if Tasha's hideous laughter was a form of that that's almost like a mass suggestion? That's just mass laughter. To everyone? Ma mass mm -hmm. hysteria. I was trying to um, think if there's a way I could do that. Oh, God. I, mass suggestion, I believe, would do it. Um, but anyway, uh, awesome. So... Okay, so if we're kind of just going to wind down here, um, essentially, you, Glenn, you're at, at some point when you're you're kind of uh, like, how would you be spending towards the end of the day? Like, what would you be doing? Would you head back to Luther's? Like, what would you be doing towards like the end when you're waiting for the sun to go down? Uh, I would be, you know, kind of as I'm getting the livery set up, I imagine that kind of contract would take some time to negotiate. I would, you know, take some time to get the saddles ready and make sure the carts are all kind of equipped um, and knowing that the guys would be assuming that the guys would be meeting me at the livery with, you know, 60 or 30 people or whatever it might be. Um, I would be holding the red mask in my hand and like just taking the time to kind of focus on it and kind of like dwell, think back on like the, the fights and like how she's gotten the drop on me. Um, and I'd be like kind of looking around while slowly removing all the red fungus like a little bit at a time just like kind of keeping my eyes peeled while i'm just like slowly moving this back to its like previous white sheen yeah um so you're not able to change the shape of it obviously but the uh you're able to scrape away most of this and, and you what you end up uncovering is like this um almost this it's like this white wood. It's like a, it's, it's clearly wood, but it's, it's this very light colored wood. And so essentially what you almost have now is essentially like bone, like almost in, in, in looking. Cause it's the shape of a skull, essentially almost it's got the, it's got the two eyes and then it's got the, like the jagged bottom. And so essentially instead of it looking like a kind of a, and, and then the, the carved uh, eye in the top of it is still there, but essentially now it's a lot less pronounced. You're able to kind of pick the red out of that as well. Um, and essentially what you're, uh, you're left with is, is almost this like skull looking mask. That is this like white wood. Sick. Okay. And honestly, I, I don't even think Lynn would look down and see that for quite some time. Like he would literally be focusing because every single time that she's gotten the drop on him, it's when he thought he was safe. So he is like not taking his eyes off of like the horizon and what's around him just to like focus okay. on not getting stabbed again. Um, so as you're sitting there and you're, uh, you're just like laser focused, um, you 
you probably don't feel it at first, but then again, it kind of builds like a crescendo is that burning in your pocket again. I kind of set the mask down, pull it out and kind of like whisper to myself, like, uh, good to hear from you. Where, what are you doing? Where are you? Um, uh, so the, a vision comes into your head uh, almost immediately. And it's like, it's very strong. It's like kind of takes you off guard. Cause it's like the last time when you just heard from them, they were, it was like very weak. And uh, this vision is like, you're seeing from the perspective of someone laying on a, like sideways on a very dirty uh, cobblestone, like stone floor. And it's looking and you're seeing these like stone wall in the background and, and you hear this like shuffling of feet and you hear this voice that you have not heard before and you just see their feet shuffling and their, sh- their feet are like bone thin. Like you, it's a silhouette of it and you just see these tattered like kind of pants or whatever the fuck that's covering it, but it's like shambling walk and it's just hear this and then it just starts like laughing this like hysterical cackling laugh looping this this gotta find the tattered lord and then this cackle and then it just kind of like fades the vision part of it fades off and you just are left with this like haunting laughter that's what we're gonna end the session today cobblestone damn it